Uh, anyway, let me tell you about Grit, Grip6. This is a company that I really, really like. I wear their socks all the time. Um, and it's a company that I support because they are trying to bring manufacturing back to America. And all of their socks and all their stuff is made with and by Americans. American ranchers that breed the sheep, the wool, the manufacturers who wash it and process it. So you're wearing more than socks. You're wearing more than a belt. You're carrying more than a wallet. You're carrying a piece of America with you. Help us rebuild. Grip6.com slash Beck. That's Grip6.com slash Beck. It was Sunday, April 11th, 1937. A lot of things happened on that day that most of us just don't remember. The first postage stamp bearing the face of Adolf Hitler went on sale in Germany. The French uh, ocean liner, the Normandy, crossed uh, the Atlantic Ocean in record time. Its average speed was 30 knots. Also in New York, in the city, there was a woman giving birth to an unknown kid that would grow up to be very famous in America. His name was Colin Powell. Byron Nelson also won the fourth Masters on this day. But at 7 o'clock at night, Burgess Meredith and Orson Welles stepped to the Columbia microphones at CBS. And they did something that most people will never remember. It wasn't War of the Worlds. It reflected what was going on in the day. The annexation of Austria was in the works. Germany was already bombing Madrid and bombing parts of France. They were killing the Basques. Franco said he would destroy Madrid block by block and he wouldn't listen to the Red Cross. There is no safe zone for citizens. Fascism and communism, totalitarianism was on the rise. And that night, Orson Welles said these words, the city of masterless men will take a master. There will be shouting then, blood after. Let me take you back to the warning of 1937 that could be written for today in 60 seconds so everybody has uh everybody seems that um it seems to think that mortgage rates are still through the roof but that's not entirely the case they are coming down um right now they're in the fives some of them can be as high as the sevens but that is a lot lower than the average credit card interest rate and that is key because the average is 21 21 percent the Credit cards are killing Americans. Now, if you have a house and you have some equity in it, 
a cash out refi of your mortgage could be paying off that debt and lowering your monthly payment at the same time. The average person uh, that is doing work now with American Financing is saving about 700 bucks a month. Get started. Call American Financing right now. If you start today, you could delay up to two mortgage payments, giving you additional savings. So call American Financing at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. Go to AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. So is. People sat down in their living rooms, and instead of watching TV, which they didn't have, on Sunday night, they would turn on the set, as my grandfather used to call it, and warm the tubes, and soon you would hear voices from faraway lands. That night, there was a radio play, a broadcast, and this broadcast supposedly was from a plaza in an unnamed city. And the announcer reported, as a crowd awaits for the reappearance of this recently dead woman who had risen from her crypt on the previous three nights, and she would prophesy, the city of masterless men will take a master. Well, the crowd grew bigger and bigger and bigger. She was warning of the people of uh, an impending arrival of a conqueror. And said that the people, she described the life of those who had been conquered as one of terror. Their words are their murderers, judged before judgment. So she goes down. And then the next next time, an orator stands up and he says, we we have to be nonviolent, have nonviolent acceptance of the conqueror's arrival. Reason and appeasement. And eventual scorn will prevail against the conqueror. So let's just appease him. Give him what he wants. We don't need to do anything. Eventually, we'll all figure it out. And then we can throw him, uh, overthrow him then. Then a second messenger comes and reports the newly conquered peoples have embraced the conquerors in other lands. Then the priests of the city... Say, you got to turn to God. Turn to God. They even go as far as inciting the crowd to sacrifice one of the citizens of the town to appease the gods and get rid of the conqueror. And then finally, a general. He interrupts them. And he calls for resistance. But the people have already given up hope. They had already renounced their freedom. I'd like to pick it up there for the last couple of minutes and tell you this story. That night in 1937, through the crackling airwaves, the voice of Orson Welles spoke. We're here on the central plaza. We're well off to the eastward edge. There's a kind of terrace over the crowd here. It's precisely four minutes to 12. And the crowd is enormous. There might be 10,000. There might be more. The whole square is nothing but faces. Opposite over the roofs are the mountains. Quite clear. There are birds circling. They're all pointing and pushing together. The women are shouldering baskets and bread and children. 
but they all smell the smoke in the air. They smell terror. A general has approached the microphone. Empty belly or purse or the pitiful hunger of children, then doing the strong man's will. The free will fight for their freedom. They're free men first. They feed meager of fat, but as free men. Everything else comes after food, roof, and craft, even the sky and the light of it. The sun is yellow with smoke and the town is burning. The war, the wars at the broken bridge. The general continues, you, are you free? Will you fight? There are still inches for fighting. There's still a niche in the streets. You can stand on the stairs and meet him. You can hold in the dark of a hall. You can die or your children will crawl for it. But the people won't listen to the general. They're shouting and screaming and circling. The square is full of deserters with more coming. Every street from the bridge is full of deserters. They're rolling in with smoke blowing behind them. The plazas choked with the smoke and the struggle of the stragglers. They're climbing the platform, driving the ministers, shouting. One speaks to another. The voices of the citizens cry out. The city is doomed. There's no holding it. Let the conqueror have it. It's his. The age is his. It's his century. He's but one man. We are but thousands. Who can defend us from one man? Bury your arms. Break your standards. Give him the town while the town still stands. They're throwing their arms away. Their bows are in bonfires. The plaza is littered with torn plumes, spear handles. Again, the people cry out, Masterless men, masterless men must take a master. Order must master us. Freedom is for fools. Force is the certainty. Freedom has eaten our strength and corrupted our virtues. Men must be ruled. Fools must be mastered. Rigor and fast will restore us our dignity. Chains will be our liberty. The last defenders are coming. They whirl from the streets like wild leaves on a wind. The square scatters them. Now there are fewer, ten together, five. They come with their heads turned, their eyes back. Now there are none. The street is empty. In shadow, the crowd is retreating, watching the empty street. The shouts die. Voices are silent. They are just watching. They stand in the slant of the sunlight, silent and watching the silence after the drums echo the drum beat. Now, now they see him. They must see him. They're shading their eyes from the sun. There's a rustle, a rustle of whispering. We can't see for the glare of it. Yes, yes, he is there now at the end of the street in shadow. We see him. He looks huge. A head taller than anyone else. Broad as a brass door, a hard hero. Heavy of heel on the brick, clanking with metal. The helm closed on his head. The eye holes, eye holes hollow. He's coming. 
He's clear of the shadow. The sun takes him. They cover their faces with their fingers. They cower before him. They fall. They sprawl on the stone. He's alone where he's walking. He marches with the rattle of metal. He tramples his shadow. He mounts the pyramid, stamps on the stairway, turns. His arm rises. His visor now is opening. There is no one. There is no one at all. No one. The helmet is hollow. The metal is empty. The armor is empty. It's just metal. The barrel of metal, the bundle of armor, it's empty. Don't they see? They lie in the sunlight. They lie in the burnt spears, the ashes of their arrows. They lie there. They don't, they don't see or they don't want to see. They're silent. The people invent their oppressors. They wish to believe in them. They wish to be free of their freedom, released from their liberty. The long labor of liberty ended. They just lie there. Look, it's his arm. It's... It's rising. His arm is rising. They're watching his arm as it rises. They stir. They cry. They cry out. They're shouting. They're shouting now with happiness. Listen. They're shouting like troops in a victory. Listen to them. The city of masterless men has found a master. You'd say it was they that were the conquerors, they that had conquered. The city has fallen. That bundle of empty armor is what we talk about on this program every day. And every day, so many, even in this audience, says, he is but one man. We are but thousands. Who could stand against the one man? We surround them. It's not the other way around. And yet this bundle of empty metal has convinced all of us that we should lay down. That we should hide our heads. That somehow or another, this time, the conqueror will either be benevolent or we can just wait him out and we'll be fine. We've got to be ruled. Our, our freedom is the cause of our decay. Fools have to be mastered. I'm here to remind you today of one thing. Are you still free? Will you still stand up and fight? Because there's not just mere inches for fighting. 
There are miles for fighting. There's more than just a niche in the street. We're not to the point where you need to stand on the stairs to meet him. Or look for the dark hall where you can hide. But I promise you this, if we don't stand, if we don't focus on freedom and what it really means, not just our freedom, but all man's freedom, not just our freedom to say the things we want to say, but say the things that are offensive to us, to stand up for other men's freedom, to say those things. If we don't stand for those things, if those aren't worth living for or dying for, indeed our children will crawl for it. Barry wrote in about his experience with Relief Factor. He says, I'm a retired Marine and all of those years of my body's abuse amounted to a lot of aches and pains in my life. But in only two weeks, Relief Factor took all of my pain away. It's the best investment in the quality of my life I've ever made. Barry, thank you so much for your service. Thank you for giving Relief Factor a chance as well. First, if you are somebody or, or if you are somebody or somebody that you know that you love are dealing with pain, please try Relief Factor as Barry did. It's not a drug, so it's not going to whack you out. It was developed by doctors. It's four key ingredients that work with your body to fight inflammation. That's where most of our pain and honestly, most of our disease comes from inflammation. The three week quick start. It's 1995. It's a trial pack. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor and about 70 percent of them go on to order more. It's relieffactor.com or call 1-800-4-RELIEF. 1995, three week quick start. Relieffactor.com or call 800, the number four relief. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. Ten seconds. Station ID. So here's one of the things that uh, not enough people are standing up on. I don't know if you know this, but uh, the 1619 Project it has a series out that some people are, are, are watching. Uh, and it is the premise of the 1619 Project that is now in documentary form and now being shoveled out. Uh, and people are, you know, uh, learning it in African-American studies is a lie and the lie is that we were founded and built on slavery alone it's not true it's not true and there are some i don't know why every governor in this country is not just saying yeah we're doing what he's doing with ron DeSantis. he's now rejected an ap african uh, african-american studies course here's what he said this course on black history, what are one of, what's one of the lessons about? Queer theory. Now, who would say that an important part of black history is queer theory? That is somebody pushing an agenda on our kids. And so when you look to see they have stuff about intersectionality, abolishing prisons, that's a political agenda. And so we're on, that's the wrong side of the line for Florida standards. We believe in teaching kids uh, facts and how to think, but we don't believe they should have an agenda imposed on them. Okay. So each of us have a has a role to play. 
my role, I am so grateful that by you listening uh, to this broadcast and frequenting our sponsors, you have given me the ability to preserve American history. We were in the bidding for the largest collection of Pilgrim documents and artifacts and Jamestown artifacts, 1619. Uh, We won against the Smithsonian, mainly because somebody might have actually talked to the owner and went, you really don't want them to have it, do you? You think they're going to show all of this? Um, And we can we can disprove the 1619 project six ways to Sunday tonight. One, you must watch the Wednesday night special. Watch it with your family. We're going to prove with the documents with we have items from the Mayflower. We have cannon from Jamestown. But most importantly, we have the writings of these people. We will show you the truth. And the 1619 project is going to be taught to your children. So make sure you're watching tonight. Debunking outrageous lies from the new Hulu series 1619. It's tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern, only on blazetv.com. And then at 9.30, you can watch it at youtube.com slash Glenbeck. And if you are... Uh, if you you can't afford membership of the Blaze, we understand. We've got a ten percent discount now on uh, a year's subscription of Blaze TV. Just go to blazetv.com/glen uh, and uh, use the promo code Glen, and you'll save. If that is not you know it's too much money for you, just subscribe, uh, rate, and review on YouTube, and you don't get everything that we say there because we can't. But uh, at least it's a Dorian. That's at 9.30 p.m. on YouTube.com slash Glenn Beck or 9 p.m. tonight live on Blaze TV. Don't miss it. The Glenn Beck Program. So if you're a shooter, I'm sure you've noticed that ammo prices have gone through the roof. Every time you go to the range, it's literally, I mean, you, you have to stop at the bank and take out a loan. This is so dangerous because we have to get better, but it is so expensive now to go to a range. What are you going to do? Hire a firearms instructor on top of that? It's even worse. Getting good with guns is essential to being able to protect your freedom and the freedom of those you love. And it's quickly becoming what it is in Europe, a rich man's game. This is why I'd like to recommend Mantis X. This is a high-tech, easy-to-use system that is now widely being used by the military. Our Marines are now training with the Mantis, Mantis X. It's not just something where you point and shoot, and it shows you where you shot with dry rounds, uh, dry fire practicing. But even with actual rounds, it will tell you exactly what you're doing wrong, where you're leaning the gun, how you're missing things. 94% of shooters improve within 20 minutes. Start improving today. MantisX.com. MantisX.com. A great Glenn TV. Also, we're going to be going through which senators should we be primarying in the Republican Party. It's on oh, Glenn thank TV. You. Uh, and Stu does America tonight. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck 
program. Uh, we have Adam Morgan on. He's South Carolina state representative. He is also the chairman of the South Carolina Freedom Caucus. What's happening in South Carolina is uh, pretty amazing. The Post and Courier said South Carolina State House Republicans see their divide air on full display in contentious day. State House tensions brewing between members of the hard right House Freedom Caucus and their GOP colleagues and spilled out into the open in a fiery floor debate amid conflicting accounts of who's even a legitimate member of the ruling Republican ranks. Okay, this is really uh, a, a, quite an amazing story, and I wanted to talk to Adam about it. I am a big supporter of the Freedom Caucus. I do not know the members of this particular Freedom Caucus, but I think there should be a Freedom Caucus in every state, especially those that we think, oh, yeah, that's all Republican. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, are they constitutional Republicans or are they progressive Republicans? Adam Morgan is with us now. Hi, Adam. Hey, Glenn. Thanks for having me on. You bet. So tell me what this all stemmed from. Well, uh, we came back to session, uh, all the members of the Republican caucus, and we were given new rules that the Republican caucus had passed. And in the rules, there was a new uh, loyalty rule that you were not allowed to engage in campaign activities of any kind against other members. And there was now a signature line on the rules, which has never been there before, that basically is a promise that we will agree to abide by, adhere to, and comply with uh, these new rules that just kind of came out of nowhere. And uh, my members, as you mentioned in the Freedom Caucus, uh, uh, were just not going to do that. You wouldn't say, Jawohl, mein Führer, and and make sure that you didn't step out of line with the party? Wow. Wow. Yeah, absolutely not. And I think the the most shocking part is we we told them before the rules were adopted, we said, look, this is nuts. Our people in our districts are going to go nuts. We're not going to willingly sign away our First Amendment rights. Like you literally put a pledge in this. This is awful. We're not going to sign it. We can't sign it in good conscience. And they ignored it, didn't fix it, forced the rule change and kicked us out of caucus. (laughs) <laughs> wow okay all the, all the so, conservative all the most conservative members the hard right as you read earlier which i'll wear that as a badge of honor yeah me too so let me um let, let me make sure that i understand you went in and they said everybody has to sign this loyalty pledge is that what they called it uh, no it, okay they're saying you know of course the, the words oh no no it's just a, a just an agreement to abide by rules right but and the, the rules were you have to sign it on your honor. Right. And so you you had to sign it. And if you signed it, if there was somebody who was ju- just sucked as a Republican and was a huge progressive Republican, you couldn't speak out against it. You couldn't help uh, mention names that were running against that person or support them. Do I have that right? Yeah, most definitely not the the second part. That was the whole question. Immediately, we're like, well, what is campaign activities of any kind? And, you know, we had a big discussion, uh, and those are technically under caucus confidentiality, so I won't say what individuals said, but I'll just tell you the definition was uh, hugely uh, sweeping, (laughs) broad and sweeping. And, yeah, you you cannot uh, criticize in in a way that would make people want to, you know, vote against a member. You absolutely cannot endorse if a great conservative challenger comes in and, uh, and, and and think about this. If a Republican suddenly comes in and says, we want to defund the police, we want to, you know, go to, you know, third trimester abortions, all that kind of stuff. None of us 
not a single member who you know signed that pledge can go out and call that person out and say they need to be removed. We need a great challenger, or if their challenger runs, you can't endorse them, or you can get kicked out of the Republican caucus in South Carolina. So one of the things you guys expected was that they were going to come back right away when they call the House into session. They would approve the allotment of the remaining over uh, uh, half a billion dollars in coronavirus relief funds that came from Washington. And they were going to say, yeah, we're going to work on our sewers with this. Well, that's not coronavirus. And what are you doing? And you guys wanted to either um, put money on it to make sure that it was used in the proper way or just give it back as a tax rebate. Right. Yeah, we had several different plans. And a lot of this is, you know, some people call them Biden bucks, the ARPA funds that be used for uh, transportation and different infrastructure things and you know, we just had several amendments that were common sense, uh, you know, good policy. And so we decided to make a stand. Uh, you know, as I mentioned, we're kicked out of Republican caucus and it's just our Freedom Caucus now. And so uh, we went at it and some of the uh, amendments were shot down. But we actually got one passed uh, that I was able to amend that that banned members from prohib- or, uh, from profiting from the legislation. Oh, jeez. So we wouldn't be able... Wow. Oh, yeah, that was the amendment that I put on it. Wow. And you would have thought I threw a grenade in that room, you know, by doing oh, that amendment. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but it, it passed. So, you know, we had a, a big win. And now, and in South Carolina, we've had a problem with that in the past, legislators having businesses that then go and get the Everybody. contract to profit off the legislation we passed so every state uh, now that. it can't okay so <laughs> so adam how many freedom caucus members are there in south carolina we have 20 members which is actually a, a really large. good number and kind of shocking when you think about you know it's a, a fourth of the republican caucus the fifth of the uh, legislature and that they would that, that we could be targeted and kicked out of the Republican caucus is, is really shocking, unconscionable. There's so many words for it, but I'll just say this. you know, I would have thought a, a year ago, a month ago, this could never happen here in South Carolina. We're Ruby red state. It just, yeah. it just can't happen. And what's going on is it's a battle for the Republican party for the soul of the Republican party. Correct. And it's happening here. It's going to ha- I think it might happen in every state. Oh, it, it's, it's, it's happening so here in, in Texas and uh, not enough People that actually believe in the Constitution and the freedom of Texas, they're not standing up. They're not. It's not being reported anywhere. And it, this GOP has gone awry in Texas. Big time. Huh. If it's happening here, it's happening everywhere. So, yeah, exactly. Adam, let me ask you. So you guys are out of the caucus. How do you actually then fight for freedom and 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 pitch this battle if you're on everybody's enemies list? Yeah, and we and we are on every on everyone's enemy list. Uh, definitely of both the some in the Republican Caucus and definitely the Democrats. You know, we have been fighting. We just really formed as a Freedom Caucus uh, in the last year, and since we did that, we have had some really big wins. Uh, we went after a pediatric transgender clinic that was operating in a hospital where they were seeing kids four to eighteen uh, to do therapies and counseling and even uh, medical full medical procedures to transition children on the taxpayer dime. And we FOIA'd them, put pressure, and then suddenly they announced and it's closed. And, and then we sued some road school districts that were violating state law that nobody would do anything about. Nobody would 
uh, deal with it. And so now we've gotten, you know, the programs that were indoctrinating teachers and in how to teach and implement CRT, those, those are now removed. And uh, so we, and then the amendment I just mentioned. So there's definitely ways that we can have legislative wins. Uh, we just have to be willing to stand up to the pressure um, from the left and from, from our own party. So um, are the people supporting you? Are the people aware in South Carolina that this is going on and have called the GOP and said, hey, what are you doing? Yes, I think that a lot of people are aware and, and there's more awareness uh, every day. You know, the, the movement is growing. People, when they find out about this, uh, just really anyone in the party is, is scandalized and uh, very much supportive of, of what we're doing. And, you know, we're getting the calls and the emails, stand strong don't cave in, you know, you, this is the real battle. And, and I know they've been calling and, and really that's what we need more of, you know, people in South Carolina, they need to contact their uh, representatives, their, their Republican representatives and say, demand this rule change because, you know, there's members in there who have said, Oh, I didn't really know what was going on. I didn't know what I was signing. You know, mm-hmm. and some, some will even say, thank y'all for fighting. <laughs> like, right. but, you know, they're, they're not openly fighting yet. And I'm, I'm hoping they will. But, you know, they're saying, you know, thank y'all for fighting for, you know, for our First Amendment rights. And so, you know, I'm hoping that that the members, because there are still some conservatives in the room, uh, that they will stand up and demand uh, this to be changed, because that's what's got to happen. It's got to be the members that are in there. Uh, and and tell me why they didn't want you to post any image of the House Electronic Voting Board. Yeah, that that one that one is a bit of a a, a mystery. I, uh, one of the House leadership even used that in a speech, saying that we should before we post, we need to search our hearts, and uh, basically acting as though it's it's a bad, uh, you know, negative thing for us to go and inform the electorate about the votes, you know, that are going yeah. on in the House because it makes other members look bad. And I just, yeah, I don't think I really can defend that. That's so you ludicrous can't. to me. You, there's no transparency. I I elected you, put you in. I want to see how you're voting. I want to see what you're yeah, voting exactly. on and how you're voting. That's ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a giant board. It's there for transparency so that everyone knows how we vote. We're, we should be on the record. We should be held accountable and, and brought to task for our votes. And members you know, can't. The fact that they would try to use social pressure to get people not to share because it makes others look bad. It's like, well, just stand by your vote. Or how about you just vote the way your district wants you to right. and the people want you to, and exactly. then you got nothing to hide. Right, That's, right. It's just that simple. Right. Uh, all right. Well, I wish you the best of luck in South Carolina. Let us know any updates, if things are changing, if you you know, if you need some more uh, to rally the troops uh, in South Carolina, let us know. I, I strongly urge you, if you are in South Carolina, to call your uh, state house, your your state representatives, and tell them, stop this. This this loyalty pledge is ridiculous. Stop it. I support the Freedom Caucus. It is so important that you do this because this, for the very first time, for the very first time, there are groups of people, not only in Washington, but in our state house, that are actually standing and doing what they said to us they would do. If we abandon them now, we deserve what we get. These people are brave enough to stand. We must support them. If you're in South Carolina, um, make sure you call them. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you, Glenn. God Thank bless. You for your support.
You bet. Uh, and by the way, this is happening in, in all of our states. So look into your state and find those fighters. By the way, this is this is what this uh, this loyalty pledge said. Uh, prohibit members from endorsing or campaigning on behalf of anyone challenging a GOP incumbent mm. in the spring's primary elections. It would prohibit lawmakers from posting images of the House Electronic Voting Board on their social media pages and from discussing the eternal processes behind House votes during public appearances. Basically, don't talk about anything. You, what happens here stays here. I'm sorry. There's a gallery for a reason. You're supposed to be able to be transparent. Now, we just have different ways of transparency. Now, not everybody can go to the Capitol and watch the proceedings. And we don't trust our journalists to tell us the truth anymore. So you don't have any right to muzzle anyone on the floor. The people have a right to know what's going on and don't ever, ever, ever sign anything where you give up your First Amendment right. Every day, the Ministry of Preborn saves 150 babies' lives. I have to tell you, this is sponsored by Preborn. Think about 150 people that will be here tomorrow on this earth because of what one organization is doing, and then 150 the next day, and 150 the next day. This is something that I think calls down the blessings of heaven. Anytime the Nazarene Fund, Operation OUR, and Preborn I mean, this is defending God's children and saving God's children. Is there anything that he would want to protect more than this? Is there anything more righteous than this? Preborn, how they do it is they provide free ultrasounds to mothers who are considering an abortion. When a mom sees their baby and hears the heartbeat, the majority of time, if she's undecided, she chooses life. Preborn is completely dependent on you, the pro-life community. We need to help them. Now, you can, you can do what Tanya and I have done, and that's we bought a couple of uh, ultrasound machines for preborn because we're in the position to do that. So what are you in a position to do? Even $28, $28, the cost of one dinner will rescue a baby's life. 28 bucks. Can you do 28 bucks? 28 bucks once, 28 Every month, $140 sponsors five ultrasounds. That could save five babies. Preborn.com slash Beck. Go to preborn.com slash Beck or just hit pound 250. Say the keyword baby. Pound 250. Say the keyword baby and you can donate there or at preborn.com slash Beck. The Glenn Beck Program. You know, I'm not going to be signing any pledge to not primary people. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go the opposite way and look uh, at who we should primary. And more importantly, how do we not screw it up this time? Because every time we do this, we go through an election, we put these candidates up in weird elections and it doesn't work and we we leave things on the table. I want to go after low-hanging fruit. So I was trying to piece together what's the best way to do that. First of all, you got to look for who's the most conservative. You don't need to primary. You don't need to waste resources primarying someone who's really good, right? Mm-hmm. You want to go after the people who suck. Mm-hmm. Then... How easy is it going to be to win in the state? Is it really difficult to win this uh, primary? 
or is it going to be hard? And then importantly at the end, is it if you do win this primary and get your candidate through who's more conservative, is he actually going to win in the general or are you going to blow that seat somehow? Right. So I looked through all of this and we, you know, put through, you know, a big spreadsheet and formula together to come out with the candidates that we should be most focused on coming up with a Ooh. good primary challenger for in 2024. And the time to do that is right now. OK, and this is happening tonight on uh, on the Stu show. Stu takes on America uh, <laughs> and the GOP candidates that should be primary. What, what is the name of the show tonight? I don't know. Stu does America. Know. Okay. Stu, I don't okay. know. That's a good question. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> uh, Stu's going to give you all of that information. And then following that, the deepest of deep states. What's happening in the Vatican? We have an expert on the Vatican and the Catholic Church history to tell us a little bit about what's going on. It is fascinating. This is the Da Vinci Code, except in real life. It is fascinating. The civil war inside the deepest deep state. The Glenn Beck Program.